BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Jordan Sparks was the youngest person ever to win American Idol. She was just 17 back in 2007. Since then, she's performed on Broadway, for President Obama's first inauguration, and for her toughest audience, her two-year-old son. On this episode of the Carlos Watson Show podcast, Jordan Sparks talks about how winning American Idol changed her life overnight, and she shares a few holiday memories. Hey, Jordan. Hi, hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. It's so nice to see you. It's it's funny. I've I've been looking at so many of your pictures, and pictures across the years, and it's um, it, I, you know, most people don't have that. They only have it on Facebook or something. But being in the public eye for so long, it's kind of nice to see, you know, your development. And now to see your little one and the whole thing. So uh, it's yes, nice to see you. It's thank nice to you. be with you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I feel the same. It's oh, sorry. I guess there's a delay. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm I'm talking from LA. Sorry. I'm in my booth at the house, just trying to make sure it's all quiet and perfect for this interview. Because got a two and a half year old, and so he might start screaming somehow. So I gotta like sequester myself in here. <laughs> I love. It. And what kind of mom are you? Are you are you easygoing mom? Are you on top of it always, mom? Are you what kind of mom are you right now? It depends on the day, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I, I love kids, so I've always loved um, children's energy and the youth. Like, I, I just, I love being around kids, and I knew that I would love being a mom if I was given the blessing and opportunity to be one. Um, and so it's been incredible. I've learned a lot about myself and my patience level, <laughs> which today is not very high. I'm going to be completely honest with you. It was not very high. Um, but he's, you know, he's two and a half. So he's discovering a lot of different things, uh, figuring out how far he can push and things that he likes and doesn't like. And so I, I get it, but I, I, today I was just like, whoo, okay, <laughs> I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> Deep breath. So now, so now who helps you out? Is your husband great 
with your son? Uh, does your mom pop in or, or who do you ever get uh, help from? Um, for the most part, because of COVID and everything, a lot of our family lives out of the state, um, out of LA. So uh, it's just me and my hubby. And then I have my cousin who's here and my husband's brother actually moved here. They both moved here this year. So we do have a little bit of help, but mostly it's like our friends and people that we trust. Um, but yeah, he's sitting right here watching me do this interview <laughs> through the window, but he, he's DJ's down for a nap right now. So we have a little bit of time. So he's just chilling out there uh, just in case he wakes up. But yeah, we're, we're, we're a good team actually. It's been so lovely. And I'm just like, I could, I got to com- commend all the, the parents that are, are raising children alone, whether it's a single dad or single mom, it's, it's tough. It's tough with two parents. So I can't even imagine with one. And, and what about you? Cause it's funny. I mean, it's almost a cliche to ask this, but I am curious like, have, have you either discovered interesting stuff about yourself, given that we all have had, you know, I won't even say time to think. We've had a lot to think about, right? Yeah. And, and to feel about. Right. Like, have you either discovered stuff about yourself or even changed, do you think, this past year? Absolutely. Uh, I feel for me that this year, even with, one, I would never wish quarantine or lockdown or this pandemic on anybody, right? But there's blessings everywhere if you choose to look. And so that has been something that I've been constantly trying to do every day is just be in a mindset of gratitude for the things that I have, for my family, for, um, you know, the roof over my head, the fact that I have, you know, I have groceries in my fridge. That's a, that's a big deal. And I'm, I'm so grateful for it. And, um, so just being in that, that mindset of gratitude and as well as with, with everything that's been going on and the police brutality, especially for me being, uh, a person who is mixed and I have, my mom is white and my dad is black and I have two different sides of my family and, um, going through all of that, that's definitely been an interesting, I wouldn't say battle, but conversation, inner conversation with myself. Um, like how do I talk about this? What is my perspective on this? How do I really feel about these things? Um, because to be honest, I, I've had a really amazing life. I've never had any, um, like outright racist things happen to me. Um, maybe microaggressions, like, can I touch your hair? Or what's the black side of your family like? Like those things, but never anything outright where I felt scared for my life. And I know that's not the case for a lot of people um, in in our community. And so for me, it's been very eye-opening. It's been very... I just want to know what I can do and how I can help. Um, and especially in a pandemic, it's so hard because what do we, what do we do when we can't really go anywhere or see anybody or have meetings and like really get down to the nitty gritty face to face. So there's been a lot of changes, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm loving them. I love, I love where I'm going with my, myself and who I am. Um, so thank you for asking that. Cause yes, <laughs> there's been a lot of changes. Do you, do you give yourself time to reflect? Because I think about it sometimes, even with myself, you know, this, as you said, we're blessed to have food in the refrigerator and right, we're blessed yes. to be healthy, but, but still there's a lot going on. And sometimes it's funny, even last night I was thinking, I almost need to like take a little time out just so that you can let some stuff catch up to you a little bit, whatever that right. stuff may be, whether it's good right. stuff. Do you, do you feel like you've been able to give yourself a little bit of time? Like, I know you release songs, you yeah, yeah. stuff going on, but have you given yourself time to, to let stuff catch up with you and to think through stuff and to feel stuff? I don't know if I've given myself time as much as it just catches up to me in a random moment. You know, everything is, we're at home all the time and 
for for me, I've been able to be distracted with my music and with my son. He's at the age where he needs attention all the time. So it's usually if I hear of something or we have a serious conversation, Dana and I, about something else that's happened in the world, we can stop talking and I walk into the next room and DJ's on the floor playing with toys and we just roll around and we're able to forget about it, you know, and be immersed in that love. So the moments that it does catch up to me is, you know, after DJ goes to sleep and, you know, it's it's night, we're like, you know, trying to decompress from everything. And then depending on the day or what has happened, um, you know, sometimes it, it does catch up. And, you know, there are moments where I'll just cry out of nowhere because a lot is going on right now. And the world feels, the world is so, it feels so heavy. Everything feels so heavy. Every single thing feels heavy. And I'm, I've always been a person that has a sunny disposition. I was born that way. I see things, you know, glass half full and silver lining and find the best in every situation. Um, but I think even for people like me that have a sunny disposition like that, things are still just like, sometimes I feel guilty for being happy. You know, I feel guilty for being happy when there's so many people who, who are not and who are struggling. And so those things catch up to me. And then I I grapple with myself on why can I do more? How can I, how can I do more? And so it's kind of like an endless cycle of catching up, going through it, wondering what I can do. And then, you know, reaching out and there, there have been moments where I've, you know, found some different things to do. I I can't be an activist outside. So how can I be active in the things that I want to change? Um, and so still trying to figure out those things, but, um, it does catch up, but but it's nice for those moments to have those moments. Cause when the tears fall, it's almost like a, a release of what we've been holding. And so, um, I'm grateful for the tears too, even though I really don't like it when they come, I'm grateful for them in the, in in the after moments. And remind me, uh, do you have brothers, sisters? Are you an only child? I have a brother. I have a younger brother. He's two and a half years uh, younger than me. And then by way of love, I now have a sister-in-law and a brother-in-law. And I have my other sister-in-law. So I do have multiple siblings, but it was just me and my brother growing up. Wow. And how do you look back now on growing up? Because I was reading about you and I was reading about your grandmother and it sounds like you had some extraordinary kind of village support mm-hmm. in like embracing your dreams. Were you were you an early singer? Were you a a six, seven, eight, nine, ten year old singer? Yes, I've been singing. I think I was crying on key. Possibly. <laughs> um, I we have video footage. Actually, my nana that you were talking about. We have video footage of me at eighteen months old singing Jingle Bells while she's playing on the piano, and I didn't know until I saw the video because they would tell me, and you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, nana, I was singing it that that young, but it's true. Um, and I knew very young that music and singing is what I wanted to do. It was plan A or plan A, sing or sing. And um, my Nana was definitely very instrumental in everything that I did. She was my grand manager, if you will. And um, she really helped me. She helped build my first website. She helped book me on everything that I was doing. Um, She traveled with me when stuff went out of state. Um, to like more national competitions and things like that. And she was absolutely instrumental in, in getting me started to where I was. She came with me for my auditions to Star Search here, America's Most Talented Kids. And then Idol, she was there, her, my Nana, my mom, like my whole family has been so supportive in everything that I've done in terms of with my music. And um, 
Yeah, she's a good one. She just texted me the other day saying that she was cleaning her house and jamming to the Christmas album. And she was like, it's spectacular, honey. And to hear that from her is a really big deal because she's she literally was with me from the beginning. Well, you have to imagine, though, the amount of pride she must have, because I think about my mom who passed and she homeschooled my niece and they were super close. And it's interesting what you're saying because we've seen so many parents be managers or momagers or, mm-hmm. or dadagers or what have you, but the kind yeah. of the, the grand manager, <laughs> as you said, actually that could end up being a really special thing because there may be enough removed there to not yeah. create that parent-child dynamic, but still mm-hmm. to get the love and the care and the yeah. focus that you get from a family member. So I kind of I wonder if we'll see more of, of those, or have you heard of other situations like that where a grandparent really steered the ship? To be honest, I haven't. I mean, I've heard a lot of from grandparents like being the support system, but not necessarily being the manager, like taking on that role. Um, so no, I haven't. But you make a really good point. She was like a step removed from my mom. So it was like, okay, cool, let's do this. But I still felt safe and I felt like I was in a trusting place and I was with somebody that I trusted and I knew that had my best interests at heart. So I think that really made uh, a huge difference in my experience growing up and trying to sing and, you know, live my dream um, because I, I, I didn't have to worry about that stuff. I was just singing because I loved it. And she was right there like, <laughs> so it was great. It was great. Why do you, I always am curious about this whenever someone has, has achieved something that most of us only see or dream about, because I feel like this isn't reading it somewhere else. It's like literally hearing it from the person. Mm -hmm. When you think about why you won, why do you think you won? Like if you were teaching a class, like here's a case study, like this woman won, but I happen to be that woman. I am Jordan Sparks. Like, why did you win? Um... I don't think anybody has ever asked me why, like why I think why I think I won. I think people. I usually get the question like, "Did you know you were going to win?" And I didn't. Um, but this is a very good question. Looking back on my journey from on Idol, I think a big part of why I won was because each week I grew each week. I was trying to top myself from the last week personally. Like I wasn't really in competition with anybody else on the stage. I was in terms of the show, but my heart was not competing with them. I loved them all. We still talk. We still get together. Like we are tight. We're, we're very close and we definitely became a family on that show. So for me each week, I just wanted to figure out a way to top myself and to make myself better. And I think that I was able to do that. And I think everybody got to see my growth from Hollywood week to the finale. I wasn't the same person, you know, I, I, I was, I was still the bubbly girl that walked into the audition room and I still am, but I, I grew each week and I feel like as well during the time we got to do different genres each week. Um, and I love everything. So to me, I grew up listening to everything. And so when they threw country week at me, it was like, I got it. I got this. When they threw Bon Jovi week, I was like, definitely got this. Me and my mom sang this in the car forever, my whole life. Um, you know, Latin week, um, it was Diana Ross week, Tony Bennett, you know, all of those things I grew up with. So None of those things were a curveball to me. And I was like, I got this. I can do this. And I also think as a 17-year-old, I wasn't really thinking about what my other um, 
my other, the other contestants were thinking about. I feel like at 17, I didn't have like, oh, is he, is he super judging me or is, does this look crazy? Or, you know, all the other things you think of in your twenties, because <laughs> everybody else was in their twenties at the time. And I just was like, well, I can't wait to get on stage again. Cause it was my favorite show. So I, I wasn't overthinking about I wasn't overthinking things, you know? Um, and I think that helped as well, just in terms of how I was performing. Um, I didn't, there was never anything here that I, I was projecting. Does that, does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense, Yeah, but yeah, I think it was because of my growth and because of how I handled it. So that's so interesting when I hear you say that, when I hear you say both of those. So when I hear you say growth, um, mm-hmm. I do think that people, and particularly Americans, but I think people in general, like mm-hmm. seeing people grow and get better. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. part of why Barack Obama won. I think that mm-hmm. people saw him over the course of his short time on the stage. People kept asking, is this young guy who we only just learned about really ready to be president? And I think he right. kept stepping up and kept stepping up. And so I think there's something there. Um Several other people have said stuff like that before. There's a famous football player, Ray Lewis, who um, used to say, <laughs> oh, do you, Ray? So I think he's had one of the most insightful talks I've ever said, and he gives his talks to lots of teams. He mm-hmm. said, um, make sure that team is not ready for you. And he said, the reason that team can't be ready for you is because you are committed to not being the same player today that you were last week. So he said, yep. no matter how much film they've seen, they've never seen your best. Because you're going to reimagine yourself tomorrow. And when you show up on Sunday, no matter how much they think they've prepared, they can't prepare because it's a new you. And I think that there's something about that. So when I hear you talk about growing, I could both see that that's a good thing in terms of performance. But it's also, you probably gave some joy to people seeing a young woman, uh, a young person, but a young woman in this case, uh, perform. But there's so much in that, Jordan, that you're making me think about in terms of performers and and contestants who are young who may not be bothered by some of the other stuff like I'm thinking about um, yeah. Kobe and I'm thinking about LeBron and I'm thinking about a number of people who won as teenagers like mm-hmm. you and yeah. um, and whether or Ooh, not you just love something. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. 
Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. What was it like afterwards? Like, what happens after you win something like that? Again, most people will never experience it. Like, like right. all of a sudden, is everyone nice to you? All of a sudden, are you scared? All of a sudden, mm. do you get free food everywhere? Like, what happens <laughs> when you, you know what I mean, when you pop like that? Um. So it's definitely crazy. From from my experience, I was on the stage. I was singing the song, the finale song, once after I won. And, you know, all the stuff was coming down and it was awesome. And all the contestants came up and hugged me. And then I, you know, the, 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 the camera shut off. And then I walked on the side of the stage. I ran into my brother and like my brother's best friend. He's like another lo- younger brother to me. Ran into their arms, was hugging them, was crying. And all of a sudden I feel a tap on my shoulder. I was like, press in five minutes. And then I was like... And that's how my life has been ever since. Like, it's just been so insane. One crazy thing after another. And I mean, there are so many amazing things that have happened. But the day I, the day after I won, I had flown to New York to do like all the morning shows. Right. And, um, this is how, this is how crazy things can be. So I had just won the biggest show on TV. Okay. I just won the biggest show on TV and I, I go to New York and, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon and we stop at Olive Garden. And I was like, I just need something to eat and somewhere to rest my head because I had all this press to do. And so uh, we're like in the cut trying to trying to hide and be low key. And I'm on the table like this, like with my head down. <laughs> I'm so tired. And this woman walks up to me and um, with her with her young daughter, I think it was a little girl and she probably had to be like maybe six. And she walks up and she um, is like, hi, I would love to take a picture with you and blah, 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 and starts talking. And I'm kind of disoriented. And, and, um, the, the gentleman who was with me at the time was like, we would love to take a picture, but do you mind waiting until we're done eating? Cause I literally had that short amount of time to get it done and go. And he said that, and she went off on me. She went off. I can't believe we voted for you. We're never going to buy your music. Like all of these things. And I'm sitting there like trying not to cry because I'm so tired. I don't know who this woman is. It's a stranger. Like it was just this crazy thing. And that was the day after I won. And I was like, is this what it's going to be like? I'm not sure if I want to do this. Um, Because it was just, it was... I've had many, um, not rude awakenings, but a lot of experiences because with Idol... 
I was working towards being a singer and I had gone to um, labels and, and different things like that. But with Idol, when you win, you win the fan base. You win the, the, um, the album contract, the album coming out, being signed to a label. And with all of that, I didn't have the chance to like grow and learn every, the ins and outs of the industry. I've, it's literally been trial by fire since I won. Um, but I love what I've been able to do. Trial by fire, meaning like meeting new producers, whereas a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people in the industry have a group of friends that they grow up with making music and then they make it and then they all know each other. And I never really, I never had that. So it was interesting to come in as this, this person already established in a way. Um, but I had no idea I just knew I wanted to sing. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I didn't read the fine print. I did it, you know, like, and my family didn't either because we had just done, you know, I sang at church and I did, I did America's Most Talented Kids, but that was not like American Idol, you know? So um, there were a lot of things that happened, but it's, it's crazy, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. I, I get to sing for my job. I love it. I love being able to sing for my job and it's my passion too. So I, it's a double whammy. Do, do you still enjoy it as much as you did before? Like, is it still just something you would do even just out of joy, even if you couldn't make money, even if people, I, I don't want to make it to this, that, and the other, but you know what I mean? Is there still big joy in singing for you? Yes, absolutely. I mean, there have been moments over my career, like there are some moments that I remember where I was just like, this isn't fun anymore. Like, this is not what I thought this was going to be. Um, and now I've, I've moved past that. I've done a lot of work on myself and I'm now in this space where I, I'm not with a major label. I'm independent by choice. So I have the freedom to do whatever I want, to sing whatever I want, to really make it how I hear it in my head, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely been, uh, it's been, it's been interesting. And I'm, I think I just, I lost track of the question you asked me. I'm so sorry. Can you ask it? Me, can you ask me again? No, 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 no not, not at all. No, I was literally, I'm curious if you still love singing. Oh yes. The joy, the joy. Yes. The joy is still there. Um, if all of this fell away, to be honest, if nobody wanted to do another interview, if I never had to walk another red carpet, um, if all of it fell away, I would still be singing. And I, and I, and I have to sing. It's in my bones. It's on a cosmic level. It's just something that I have to do. And so every day I wake up and I sing, whether it's to DJ or in the shower or just to myself. Um, it could be five people listening to me sing or 20,000 in an arena. It doesn't matter to me. I'm, I'm going to sing. I just love to do it. So the joy definitely is there. The love and passion is still there. The joy faltered a little bit. Um, you know, when I was about 20-ish, just because of what was going on at the time. But um, yeah, I, I'm so happy that I get to sing and I love it too. And I'm like, I want to use it. Please don't take it away from me. I want to use my gift. I'm like, but I'm stuck right now. So just, I'm still doing it. <laughs> would you would you, would you you mind singing something to me now? What's what's in your heart? What's in your head? I kind of want to hear what's, what song is with you now. Sure. What song is with me now? Um... Let me think. What was I singing earlier? What was I singing? Oh, um, I was <laughs> I was singing She Used to Be Mine from Broadway. I did Waitress last year. And so I was just, you know, in the kitchen as I was cooking, singing. Um, so, uh, oh, how does it go? I'm trying to skip to a part so because it starts out so slow. Um, she is messy, but she's kind. 
She is good, but she lies. She is hard on herself. She is broken and won't ask for help. Oh, I think I did it wrong, but it's okay. She is messy, but she's kind. She is lonely most of the time. She is all this mixed up and baked in a beautiful pie. She is gone, but she used to be mine. <laughs> oh, can you imagine being your son and getting sung to by <laughs> Jordan Sparks? That was, he doesn't even know how good he has it. I hope you sing to him every now and then. I, do, I sing to him all the time, so much to where he goes like this now. Shh. <laughs> He's like, shh, mommy. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> when I like start, I start humming or if he's watching his movie, I can't be singing unless it's a sing-along movie. But if he's watching a movie, it's a shh, mommy, I'm watching this. I'm like, okay, excuse me. <laughs> I love, does Dana sing at all? Is, is he, does he have music in his, uh, in his, uh, in his bones, in his throat? He has music in his soul for sure. Um, I'm looking at him because he's still sitting out there. Uh, when we met, it was really interesting because I'm one of those people who keeps all of my stuff very close to the vest. So my, my unreleased music, my unheard music, my ideas, all of those things, even my family doesn't have those. And when I met Dana, I was just, I don't know. I knew, I just knew, I knew he was it. And I remember, uh, about like maybe two and a half months into us talking and like maneuvering, I just sent him my whole, I sent him the whole file because he loves music so much. And I was like, you know, I really want to get your opinion on these. And these, nobody has ever heard these. And he loved music so much. And we had been sending playlists and new songs to each other back and forth while we were talking. So I knew he loved music and had a good ear. And I just wanted to get his opinion on it. And he ended up loving some of them, which it always surprises me when a guy really likes a lot of my songs because usually it's like no air or like, you know, a certain song with a collaboration or something, but he really enjoyed the music for what it was. And it was absolutely um, just a beautiful moment to be able to have that and to share that with him. And um, he listens to music more than I do, to be honest. Like he, if there's silence, he fills it with music. For me, I'm like, yes, silence for a second. Cause I always have it going on up here. It's always going on in my head. So sometimes when I hear music playing, it's conflicting or clashing with what's already playing in my head. Right, right. So I get a little like overwhelmed cause I can't contain it all. Um, but yeah, he loves music. And to be honest, um, we actually executive produced an A&R, the Christmas album I just put out together. And he was an instrumental part making it even happen because I was, I'm totally good. I'm a homebody. Okay. Like I'm a homebody. I love my family. I like to cuddle up with a book. And now that I have my own little family, like I'm perfectly content staying at home and playing with, playing with DJ, you know, playing with DJ on the floor with some blocks. Um, but he's been very encouraging and instrumental and like, pushing me and saying, look, I believe in you and you can do this and the world needs your voice. And what do you want to do? How can I help you? And he's just been so incredible and continues to be even through the last, it's been three years. We're going on to our 
fourth year of marriage. Um, so it's just been really, really lovely to have a partner, not only in my personal life, but we're a team all the way around. Where do you think he gets that goodness from? Because Jordan, most of us, I wish I could say most of us had the ability to be that generous or that generous consistently. But what you're describing, I think that's hard for most of us to be, even if we want to be. Mm-hmm. We're not always able to champion yeah, another person's dreams and really nurture them and stay with it and yeah. lean into it. Where do you think he gets that from? Where is that where does that goodness come from? He he definitely gets it from his parents. His mom and his dad are two of the like nicest, kindest, most generous, most like giving, compassionate people that I have ever met. And they welcomed me into their family with open arms and the examples I've been seeing every time I see them, when I spend time with them, um, I really see how he has turned out to be who he is. Um, But also on his own, he's done a lot of work on his own to really turn himself into the man that he is. And it's been amazing to see the growth even in this year, just like we were talking about how I grew. He's grown so much in the year as well. And it's amazing for us to be growing together. And I think that's what anybody dreams of for their relationship is that you're, you're both on this track and you have different things that you want to do, but you're still going this way. You're still going up and working on yourself and and doing the work to make yourself better. Um, and I would definitely have to just thank you to his parents and thank you to my parents too, for how they raised me. Um, because I wouldn't have been ready for him had I not been raised by my parents and and learned and done the work for myself too. So, um, yeah, his parents are incredible, and his his sister too. His sis, his older sister is is really amazing too. Interesting. And so, why do you think you guys work so well together? Do you, I mean was it was it truly love at first sight? Is it is it the shared love of music? Is it something else? Like why you guys are kind of a uh, when Harry met Sally is before your time, but there was a great movie. You guys sound like a when yes. you know when Dana met Jordan. So you know what? That's a great idea. Maybe we should make a documentary or a movie or something. Um, but you know, it's really crazy because I have a lot of people and friends that I know who, whether it's their parents or them, where love at first sight happened with them, where it was like we met, we knew, and you know, it just happened and we got married and now they've been together for like 30 years or something like that. Um, but I didn't know or think it would happen to me. And we actually talked for a month prior to meeting. And when we met, we hung out that first day. And then the second day I like slept on it and I woke up and I, I knew I was just like, Oh my gosh, wait a minute. No, this is not what I was looking for. We were not like, it was strictly platonic when we were talking. <laughs> I just was like, no. Um, Cause I didn't want to ruin the friendship. Cause we had such a great friendship at the time. And then we kind of just talked about it and we were like, where, what are we doing? Like, where is this going? And then now here we are three and a half years later with our awesome son and it's amazing. But I think for us, our core beliefs, we agree on and we're the same. So we both love music. We love our family. We love our, we have our faith. Um, we have our, you know, compassion for, for other people giving back, you know, one hand help ourselves, one hand help others, uh, mentality. Um, but also just in our, our drive and our ambition as well. We're both very, um, driven and focused and giving up is not in our vocabulary. And so on those main things, we, we are, we're eye to eye on. Then it's all the detail stuff that it's like, you know, he likes 
soft cookies. I like crunchy cookies. He likes this. I like that. I want to sleep with a soft pillow. He needs a hard pillow. You know, there's all those different things, but we, we agree on the main thing. And then I just, I look at him and I'm like, I cannot believe I, my best friend is the man I married. Like we are like this. If we weren't together, we were already on the track of having an an incredible friendship. And so either way, I think we would have still been in each other's lives, but I'm grateful that it turned out this way. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. I'm going to do sliding doors with you for a second. Have you ever seen that movie where, um, you know, so there's a really interesting movie years ago with Gwyneth Paltrow where um, one uh, scenario is her life as it is, but another scenario is that she misses this subway and so she heads back home and she, her life changes. It ends up on a different path because she discovers something and it changes her whole life path. If you had not won American Idol, or if you would, I know you tried out several times before you got on it. So let's say you tried out a third time. You got on it, but you didn't go very far. Mm-hmm. What do you think would have happened to you? Where would you be right now, do you think? For sure. I don't know what level it would be at, um, but I would definitely be singing. Whether I was still in Phoenix, I might be singing at a coffee shop or the Marquee Theater or church. I would still be trying to um, to sing and to pursue it at the best of my ability. Uh, but I don't know. There, there, there isn't anything. Well, actually I probably would have gone to college. I probably would have gone to school. Um, and there are a couple of career paths that I would have loved. One is, 
um, maybe a kindergarten teacher because I love kids and I just love being around them. Um, so maybe a kindergarten teacher. And then on the other spectrum, I'm really into psychology. I love figuring out the why of things, like why somebody is this way and what was the turning point that brought them there. Um, so I probably would have gone to college and then would have had a career path, but I still would have been singing my whole way through whatever school it was, I would have been singing. Um, so yeah, I, that's, that's interesting. I think about it a lot cause I'm like, there's so many things that I love to do. Um, but I, I love that I get to do this. Uh, but yeah, school, I probably would have had, I don't know if, well, Dana and I probably would have still met somehow. I, I believe that. I think whether it would have been this time or the next lifetime or, you know, sometime down the road, I still firmly believe that we would have made our way to each other at some point. Oh, I love hearing that. I love hearing it. You have yeah. to watch that movie when Harry met Sally. You'll enjoy it. You and Dana should watch that together. <laughs> That'll be a good one for you. Hey, tell me about this Christmas album. Why did you decide to do it? I've always liked Christmas music and uh, uh, grew up with uh, kind of a family that really liked it, kind of a big family. But why did you mm -hmm. guys decide to do it? And what's your favorite song on the album? So uh, I was actually starting, I went to the studio to start working on Christmas music because I'm executive producing a Christmas movie that I'm going to be in. And this was back in August and things with COVID were still up in the air. And I just was like, I don't want to be the guinea pig into figuring out these protocols and how we're going to make this work. So let's postpone it. Um, but I was still in the Christmas space and I just thought to myself, why not stay here and see what we can do? Cause we still had to write the songs for the movie anyway. And we stayed in the studio. I've been in the Christmas spirit since August. It's been so nice. Um, but we stayed in the studio and song after song kept coming and they were all really good. And so we just continued to stay. And then we realized we had an album and we we're like, what are we going to do? Let's put it out. And then it was like a mad rush the last like two weeks before Thanksgiving to like get everything done. Um, but I'm, I'm very excited. Christmas has always been a really special time for me. My birthday is on the 22nd of this month. Happy so, birthday. Um, Happy birthday thank early. You, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So Christmas, Christmas is like in my spirit, um, in my veins. And I've always loved it. And I've always loved Mariah Carey, the queen of Christmas. And so I was definitely inspired by her and Whitney's albums, Boys to Men, the Christina Aguilera album in sync. Like there are so many Christmas albums that I love and I adore. And I wanted to do Christmas how I envision it and how I see it. So they're more modern takes, but I wanted people to be able to have Christmas songs that they loved, but they could also slide into other playlists and you wouldn't really know that it was Christmas. So um, I'm very excited about it. And I think my favorite song... Hmm. My favorite song off the album, I think, in terms of how it makes me feel, is One More Sleep, which is DJ's lullaby, because I really wanted to, I thought when DJ was born, I would be able to write a song for him, no problem. I was like, this will be easy. I have so much love inside. And that wasn't the case. It was actually really tough to try and come up with something. And so we started writing One More Sleep, and it just flowed out and now he knows the lyrics and it melts me. I can't even listen to it because it makes my heart like, it's like one of those teetering moments. Like, am I about to weep right now? Um, <laughs> but it's so, it's so beautiful when he comes up to sing it to me and he looks me in the eyes and he just starts singing them. And I'm just, 
It's a lot. It's a lot. I have to, sometimes I have to skip over it because of the way it makes me feel, you know, I'm so proud and I'm, I'm so in love with my son and, um, he says Merry Christmas at the end and it just melts me. So yeah, I think that one would have to be, that one would have to be my favorite, but I love Trapmas too. <laughs> hey, would you tell me some of the lyrics from DJ's song? I'm going to call it DJ's song. Yes. Would you tell me some of the lyrics from DJ's so... song or, or sing, or sing me a bar? So this is the chorus. So it goes, um, turn off the lights. Let's say goodnight. Come out from under the tree. Race you up the stairs. Then brush out your hair. Find your favorite book to read. Look how they shine. The stars in the sky. Snow falling endlessly. A quick lullaby till Santa arrives. You only got one more sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jordan, you are going to have to be careful because you have so much love for that little fella. I mean, you have, you know, they say in parts of Mexico, they say, como agua para chocolate, like water for chocolate. You have so much good love for little DJ. Thank he you. He is going to be so warmly, you know, re- I know sometimes he'll give you trouble, oh, yeah, but yeah, for yeah. the main, I think he's going to give you, uh, he's going to give you really, really good stuff. Yeah. Hey, when, as we finish, do you mind if I try something I call rapid fire? I would love to throw a couple of things at you. Ooh. All right. First, you have been able to meet so many interesting people in this world. Who's the most interesting or the most memorable person you've ever met? Use any definition you want, but who's the most interesting or memorable person you've ever met? Two people that come to mind. I would have to say Whitney, of course, Whitney Houston, being able to work with her and see how she was as a person was really, really incredible. And she really proved to me that you can, timing doesn't matter. You can know somebody for six years or two months and they can still impact your life immensely in that amount of time. Um, And that's what she did for me. Like being able to be around her and get to know her was absolutely incredible. Um, And then I just had a conversation pop up in my head from a few years ago. This was a minute ago, like maybe eight years ago. Will I am. He is such an interesting man. Will I am from um, the the Black Eyed Peas. He is so interesting. And his the way his brain works and what he thinks about and what his interests are and his hobbies are are so interesting to me. We were, it was a random conversation at a recording studio here over a break when we both ended up being in the kitchen at the same time in this multiple studio location. And I was like, Hey, how are you? And we started talking and he started talking about Tesla currents and like all of these things. And I was like, tell me more. I just, I love learning and I I love like hearing different things and getting knowledge from wherever I can. Um, So he's very, he's a very interesting cat. And I like, I would love to be able to sit down with him now and pick his brain because I wasn't thinking about it then. But now I'm just like, I would love to hear more about what he's got in there. What's going on up there? He is a good one. And he's a friend of the show. And I'm going to um, when he comes on, I'm going to show him this, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to tell him that uh, that you said this. So this is good. This is good. Well, hi, um, Will I um, am. Love you. <laughs> yes, he's he he is as you said, such a creative thinker, and he's allowed himself to be creative, and he draws 
from so many different um, wells uh, yes. in his life, whether it's family, whether it's friends he grew up with, uh, whether it's his neighborhood in Boyle Heights in L.A. where he grew up. He just has so many interesting and different parts of his uh, experience, and he's um, and he's very global, mm-hmm. uh, too, yes. in the way he thinks. And he draws on South Africa and Japan. And, yeah, I like, I, like, uh, I, I admire, like you, I admire his ability to maybe, it feels like he sees more of the world than most of us, which I like. I, I, I like that he does. Yes, absolutely. And I feel like, especially now, I'm like, there's not enough space. My head is not big enough for all the things that I want to think of. And so when I meet someone like a Will I Am, I'm like, how did you delete those files that you don't need? Like, how did you empty your trash up in here? Because <laughs> I need some help. I want to be able to just expand and talk, you know? Um, but yeah, he's he's awesome. So I, I really hope that, I know that he's doing well, but I just, I hope that he's in here is doing well too. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to send him a note when we're done. I'm going to tell him that uh, <laughs> that we spent time together. So he will he will appreciate that. Um, um, uh, your favorite meal. Uh, what's your favorite meal? If someone was trying to thrill you with your favorite meal of all time, what would you love? To be honest, it'd be my mom's sweet potato casserole. Just give me a plate of that. That's all I need. That's all I need. <laughs> you know, I respect that and an Olive Garden girl because I was the Olive Garden guy back in the day. So I appreciate that. The breadsticks were always special. So I like someone who loves those and appreciates those. Um, um, if, you had, if you had a chance to live overseas, where would you love to either live overseas or visit? Uh, two places, actually. I really loved New Zealand when I visited. That was back in 2008. I haven't been back since, but it was so beautiful. The people were so kind, um, and the air was so clean. It was just like... I felt like I had stepped into another world, which essentially I had. Um, But I would love to live there, um, but it's very, very far from here. And then um, I really, really want to visit Japan. I love everything about Japanese culture. Um, I love their music. I love their fashion, their food, everything about it, uh, the way that they are, what their principles, all of that stuff. I would love to go visit. I am just waiting. I'm just just waiting for that moment when I can go. So hopefully when all this is over, that might be the first, not the first trip, but it'll be one of the, the trips that I take. Oh, I like that. That sounds like a like a very good trip. Um, tell me a little bit about dreaming fearlessly, because it's one of the things I love talking to people about on the show here. And I love hearing maybe either the best advice you've ever received about dreaming fearlessly or the advice that you give. What would either be the best advice you've either received or would give to people who are asking you, how do I, you know, dream fearlessly, boldly, and then bring it alive? Um, it's funny because I've been thinking about it a lot. Like this, this has kind of come up in conversation a lot over the past year. And, um, I think now it would be more the advice that I would give because it's really helped me. And there's a saying that I say, and I know that it's, I've seen it on quotes floating around the internet, but, um, what's meant for you will never miss you. And so for me, being able to, I take that as, okay, if there are things that I want to do now and the door is closed or I, you know, I hear no or whatever it is, you know, I I let myself feel what I feel, the disappointment or whatever, but I don't let it, I don't stay there. I I do not stay there. I, I just am not one of those people. I don't stay there. And I'm like, okay, what can I do now? What can I do in the meantime? But knowing that 
if it's something that I really want to do, it'll come eventually. And um, so that is something that I would say is what's meant for you will never miss you. Um, giving up isn't in my vocabulary. So if a door is closed, there's always a window or, you know, a basement latch or a sliding door. You know, there's always there's always another way. And paths to your goals are never straight. So it's never just walking through a door. It's, you know, tiptoe, tip tiptoeing and tap dancing and, you know, doing a somersault and driving a car and then going through the door, you know? So, um, you know, being able to just keep going, even when it's, it makes you feel like, or you feel so disappointed that you don't want to, but that's usually where the breakthrough is when you're just like, Oh, I'm so frustrated. Then it's, it's like right there within your grasp. So never don't give up don't give up. And, um, the two other things that are important to me is respecting people's time. You know, time is all we have for our family and everything that we're doing is respect people's time. And whoever you see on your crazy topsy turvy path up are the same people that you're going to see when you're in your low moment. Um, so always being considerate and kind to other people as well, because we're all just trying to make it. We're all just trying to live our dreams. Um, so those, I guess, would be the the four things. <laughs> never giving up. What's meant for you will will always will never miss you. Um, what did I say? Crap. What did I say? <laughs> See, there's no there's too many files. There's too many files. I can't remember. What's meant for you will never miss you. Respect people's time. Don't give up. And, um, you know, be kind and considerate. So those are the things that I would definitely say. I, I love that. And, Jordan, I hope, you, uh, I hope you just remain in all this goodness and kindness and keep sharing it uh, in the world. It's, it's such a nice thing to, to meet you and to see that and to, and to hear that and to know that that's there because we, uh, like you said, we all need it. No one, there's none of us that that couldn't use a little more kindness, a little more warmth, a little more Absolutely. positivity. And so, um, thank you for uh, thank you for spending this time with me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, of course, of course. I just wanted to um, say, just because we are in the holiday season, I am hoping that the world gets the biggest cup of Christmas cheer that they could ever get. Like, I hope if Santa is flying up there somewhere, he's sprinkling it all over the entire globe. Like, just be cheer cheerful, compassionate, considerate, kind. We need that so badly, especially after the year we've been having. Um, and also, I really hope you enjoy Cider and Hennessy when you listen to it. I think you're really going to like it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I will. I'm looking forward to it. You're going to love it. Yeah, you're going to love it. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. Okay, okay. Well, well, please be safe. And I hope that one of these days when the world is healthy, I hope I get to meet you in person. Yes. We can give big hugs when we're allowed to hug again. I miss hugs. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I actually have a wonderful woman I work with, Leslie, who is the best hugger in the free world. And oh I told gosh. her that'll be the best thing about COVID, Indy. So yes. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, I love it. Be safe. Happy holidays. Thank you so much for your time. Not at all. Not at all. Be well. Have a good weekend. Thanks for listening to the Carlos Watson Show podcast. Please let your friends know they can find us on iHeartRadio podcast app and Apple Podcasts.
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.